Welcome to the Do Divorce Right podcast. I'm your host, Becca Maxwell, and I'm here to help you transition through your divorce with ease and integrity, to not only survive the challenges of your divorce, but to thrive as you come out the other side of it with a much better life than you ever hoped possible. On this show, we talk about many different aspects of divorce, interview women who have their own incredible divorce stories, or those who can offer some great advice as you go through yours. The focus here is to help you find the strength and support to help you feel lighter, happier, more positive, and in a better frame of mind to face the inevitable challenges of your current journey. Today's episode of Do Divorce Right podcast, I'll be talking to Jenny Vile, who is a declutter and organizing coach, helping people to love their homes again. And Jen, I've been so excited to talk to you. Thanks for making some time. Oh, thank you for having me. Very excited. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, could you describe a little bit about what you do and how you help people? Yeah, how do you help your clients? Um, yeah, so I'm a professional organiser and declutter coach. So basically I'm helping anyone who needs um, some help to be able to, you know, get be able to start somewhere because sometimes that's the most frustrating part for people is that they're okay. not sure where to start. Yeah, so it becomes very overwhelming. Um, so later on, I'll talk a little bit about the, the benefits of, of decluttering. Um, so I'm based on the sort of Lake Macquarie Central Coast area. Um, cool. And I started about six years ago. Um, and yeah, pretty much didn't realise there was such a thing as professional organisers. <laughs> so I did a bit of research and because I've always loved helping people organise their homes and I can visualise things when they say this is just clutter can visualize you know um after that what it will look like when we're when we're finished um so yeah it's I'm sort of mainly helping homeowners you know downsizers that are looking to move into like retirement villages or you know siblings might call me and say they'd like to to organize um their parents they need to downsize them and put them into an aged care facility or um yeah sort of a nursing home situation so that can be very stressful as well for them that's extremely Um, timely Jen did I tell you that I'm actually helping clean out my mum's house at the moment my dad passed away a few weeks ago so my mum and I are working together to clean out she's not going to downsize just yet she's not going to move into the home but but that whole idea of you know deciding what to keep what's what's sentimentally valuable what do you do with these things it's it's an interesting journey I'm actually loving it because I'm a big believer in decluttering and uh, you know psychologically and physically I'm a big believer in it Um, but tell me how did you get into it how did you decide this was a business Um, well I think from a young age I was a bit of an organizer I think my parents are quite organized too too. but mum used to say when I was about six that I'd lay all my clothes out on the bed ready for the you know for the morning to get dressed and everything so I think it was always there Um, but previously, like I've been in business for about 19 years um, and I've had a administration business um, with admin support um, staff um, right. and my husband also has an engineering consultancy. So we've sort of always had to um, manage that side as well for the business with the team. And, um, so a lot of administrative work and yeah. I've done, you know, aged care, assistant nursing um, and wow real estate so I had my own agency for a while for about um, eight years and then um, yeah so it sort of just led into that I think because I could see 
that people needed help and especially if they're selling, you know, they needed to present their homes and declutter a bit um, yeah. to make it actually because presentation obviously is, is key. So um, helping them do that as well. And then, it, yeah, led into Airbnb cleaning and so I had a big team at that time. But I've sort of, you know, brought that back a little bit and mainly focusing on the decluttering because that's, that is yeah. my passion and what I love doing, helping people. I think, so, I think it's quite interesting yeah, your so title of... You know, physically sorry. and... Um, sorry, you're right. Physically and psychologically, it's it's a really important thing, I think, especially when you're going through, you know, stages of um, divorce or separation that can be really challenging because your emotions are very high at that point and you can't really... It's very hard to see the end to get exactly. to the other side. Yeah. Exactly. So, That's exactly what my clients are dealing with all the time. So part of my job is to try and help them get through, you know, this most challenging point to be able to imagine that there is a positive outlook at the end. Um, I think it's interesting that you call yourself a declutter and organising coach. So it's not this that you come in and you get the job done for somebody. Can you tell me a bit more about why why coach? So what is it that's needed that you um, need to coach people on? Yeah, so I think that's more, um, it's that enabling. So, you know, it's okay to go in and sort of just clear out and sort it all, but then they've got mm. to be able to manage that after I leave because sometimes clients will say, oh, since they've had a session with me, they'll then say, and then when I go to the next session, they'll say to me, oh, well, I haven't really done much since you weren't here. <laughs> so, mm. so, um, so I'm trying to, to work, you know, with that part of it as well, where I want them to be able to be enabled and take the next step themselves and feel empowered to keep going. Um, so, you know, I have regular clients, but I also have people that just sort of, you know, need you just to help move or something like that. But, yeah. you know... Some people just need a hand at different times in their life. Um, and, yeah, it's just, I think, um, yeah. <laughs> so tell me what uh, we were just talking about, you know, the, I, I'm a big believer in decluttering and I do think that there are such benefits. Obviously, physically, you have a much nicer, cleaner space, but psychologically, I feel that it really frees you up as well. So what would you call the benefits of decluttering? What do you Probably think? like having that clear headspace, um, especially when you go to bed at night. It's just that, um, yeah, being able to sleep and not be stressed and worried about, you know, getting things done and you don't know, it's just so overwhelming. So having that clear headspace is good. Um, visually, it makes you feel better yeah. when you're in the door. Um, so obviously I've always sort of talked about, I've sort of put this a bit in my social media about the front door entry being because that's where you come into the to the home once you've been to work or you've been out so that that presentation you have at the front door is really important um because it just it gives you that as soon as you walk in it it, it sort of changes your whole um feeling on how you feel about the home too so if you if there's you know things all lying around at the front door it just brings you right down and you just feel really um lethargic and it makes you just feel like you just can't get anywhere so yeah when you actually have a really clean space and everything's organized um at the front door if it's shoes and things you can have a shoe rack that's as simple as that um but it's it's definitely a, an energy shift that that needs to happen um with your home so you can actually of, live, live yeah 
much yeah much one more. of the things that I liked most about when I um, separated from my ex-husband and I you know obviously had to move into a new home and there's so much that you have to go through one of my favorite things was actually building my single mum sanctuary and yes. that's exactly what you're talking about that energy of walking into that that first space that you walk into and to mm-hmm. being able to put your own personality into that there's no longer any compromises I don't have to have my ex-husband's messy whatever whatever (laughs) it could now be my sanctuary and that was um, something I thoroughly appreciated Mm. you know there's there's a lot that isn't very nice about going through a separation or divorce but you know you've got to find those elements of you know bringing joy and I think having a nice clean space you know that that energy that you're talking about and that visual space is so lovely um so thinking of women who are going through their separation or divorce and they find themselves having to divide up their their possessions and having to most often downsize and move into a a smaller space um what advice would you give someone who's going through that process right now um yeah so I think um you need to be sensitive and I think um it's very hard to be um I suppose not overly um, emotional because you are going to be over emotional. Um, yeah, but it is one of the most difficult times in your life. So sometimes um, I think you, the first thing is not to be hard on yourself. Just to yeah. start, yeah, just start somewhere, um, and maybe start to put together a little list of um, items that both you and your husband or partner um, have, so that when you're actually having to go through through that process you start to sort of put together a bit of a list so that you can decide you know on who's who's is who <laughs> mm-hmm. and it also um that you know there might be items that you'd like to give away to to family or friends or um or you know to charities as well um so I think that sort of starts to sort of manifest a little bit and it starts to get you into a little bit of a mindset of um getting a little bit organized and even though you're yeah. feeling no, not so good. Um, so yeah, and I mean, it is it is being kind to each other. I know that's really difficult in in that situation, but um, you just need to yeah, just try and be amicable as much as possible, which I know is hard sometimes. Um, and always, um, when I've worked with clients that are going through that, I've always said not to um, to go through their items, so the partner's items. So. Mm. Give them a give them a, a the opportunity to come and get you know get their things, but yeah. don't always feel like you have to um, sort out all their things because they you have to give them the permission to to sort their things because that can become a real issue I've found before with clients if they don't allow that other person to get their things because right. sometimes you know they might just put them in a box and go. And throw them out the front and say, you know, come and get your things because that doesn't always work very well. Obviously, there could be deadlines. Deadline to say, look, you know, I'm moving out of the house this time. Would you want to get your your items? So there's there's that few challenges. Yeah, I hear a few key takeaways there. One, which is, you know, be as amicable as possible. Try to treat the other person with respect and be sensitive as well as treating yourself with um, respect and being kind so I thought that that's a lovely uh, key takeaway another key takeaway from that is around when you say making a list and getting organized what I love about that is it can it can start feeling quite empowering 
on it. You know, when you think about that circle of influence and the circle of concern, there's a lot that feels overwhelming when you're going through your things and you're you're setting up a new life. You can't imagine what it's going to look like. But being able to take some control of that, in, even in such a simple way as making a list of, well, this is, you know, the artwork that we have in the home. These are the pieces of furniture. and And then thinking through, you know, not even having to make the decisions, the empowering part is just taking an action that makes a difference as simple as making that list. So I think that's um, really, really useful, really handy. Um, tell me about some of the biggest hurdles you see in people facing in kind of letting go of their possessions and yes. we'll come to well, what do people do to overcome those? <laughs> yeah. So like guilty one of them. They feel guilty, like if they've got um, great grandma's china set. Um, yeah. They feel guilty if they feel like they want to be able to. Um, that you know they really don't want it. They don't. They might feel sentimental towards it, but they really don't think they'll ever use it, and it's not something that they particularly like. Um, yeah. But they feel guilty if they want to let them go. So that that is a step that you need to be able to get permission to say. Um, yeah, okay, uh, you know, great grandma has given me this. Um, but it would also be nice to be able to let that go and actually give it to someone who might actually use it. You know, it might be someone's, someone could absolutely love that piece of china or set or something. Yeah. Um, so you could, you know, offer it to family or you could um, take it to charities or a vintage store where they yeah. would actually, you know, really appreciate that type of thing so it is hard to let go there are some things that people won't let go of that I've worked with but um we do sort of break down a few barriers and eventually they sort of that guilt sort of goes and they say well okay I can I it's okay if I let that go it's all right so some of the options that I give them are things taking a photo of it so if they can't like touch it or feel it anymore taking a photo is a really good thing um, yeah, lovely. Yeah, that, that works really well. Um, and then other things around that are like fear. Um, yeah. You know, feeling that, they, that they'll forget that person. So once they let that item go, they're worried about thinking, I'll never, I won't be able to forget it. So that's why it's a nice thing. So would you say they're... Are they wrapped up together, guilt and the fear, or are they quite different emotional reactions? Separate things, but they both. I think, uh, I think they both help let you go. Like they, it's just a process. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, thinking about how how you would overcome those hurdles, I have. You know, through the through the coaching that I do, I have a an expectation of what you're going to say here. I think, but what. What advice would you give in helping somebody overcome? Let's let's deal with fear, perhaps fear of uh, not being able to replace this item or not being able to, um, yeah, the, the fear of loss, I guess, and the item being perhaps a little bit more of a symbolic um, value than it is a literal value. How do you help somebody overcome that fear of loss? Um. Because sometimes um, I can actually get them to to get to that point of, of releasing and saying, okay, I'll give that away. But, but sometimes they're not ready yet. So right. I never 
force them to, to, um, you know, to give that away because they just might not be ready yet. So yeah, um, we can. We sometimes I'll say, well, let's let's look at this in six months' time. You know, let's nice. see okay, if you've moved house and thing. Let's get it out, have a look at it again. I could give you a call. Yeah. And we could have a look and see how you feel about it. Um, because there are some things that you yeah you just do not want to give away. Um, but generally, I, find I think it, that's yeah, it's a process Sorry, because there's stages going through grief. Um, you know, of losing someone or someone giving you something. Um, that yeah, you just know it's something you have to work through sometimes, I think. Um, yeah. Some people more so than others. Yeah. I think that's really helpful. Um, so if if any of my clients, for example, are really struggling with a few key pieces that they don't know whether to hold on to, uh, maybe they're fighting over an item with their with their ex, the recommendation then might be well let's come to an agreement that we won't make a decision on this for three months. Let's yeah. make a, you know, a decision on this a little bit further down the line. We'll yes. hold on to it and not decide, make decisions yeah. just yet. And I think that's really, really helpful. Um, yeah. So we've spoken about guilt. We spoke about fear. Are there any other uh, big hurdles that you think people need to overcome? Yeah. So like sometimes I'll say things like, um, I don't like. I don't want to get rid of that because I don't like it. They might say I don't like yeah. it. I don't want to get rid of it because you know I paid this amount of money for it. So right value. That, yeah. Mm. So the thing is, then um, I've got to sort of um, discuss around the the thing that they've actually um, already paid. If it's something that they've they've got, not so much a possession, but if it's something they've bought themselves. Um, Sometimes I'll say you've already spent the money, so you're not going to lose oh, money gosh. now because that's yes, right. that's right, you've already spent it. Um, so it's 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 not that loss, that immediate, you know, getting rid of that because you've already paid for it. Um, so people sort of think, oh, okay, um, yeah, well, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. So that, that's a good one. I can, I can only imagine, you know, if you think through like office furniture or items yeah. that we would have invested a lot in in the past that are essentially useless to us now, like an overhead projector or, or you know, yeah. a DSLR camera that people don't use anymore because we have these wonderful iPhones. There, there must be so many investments that we've made in the past that just don't hold their value anymore as much as we would have loved them to. Yes, um, yeah, I can see that being a real challenge. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I, so, Jen, yeah. sorry, go on. You going to say? It's okay. Oh, I was there just going to ask you then, um, is there any other advice that you would give, um, you know, any key takeaways for somebody who's going through this right now? They've made a list perhaps of their possessions. They've decided what to, to keep and what not to keep, but they're, uh, you know, what advice would you give if you're someone who's, having to go through this process they're having to downsize or move with fewer items than they would like to keep is there anything mm. that you would um, um just a few things like i think starting small so don't try and think about the big picture right away try and start small start somewhere um to get started and imagine mm. you know i know it's going to be hard at the time but try and imagine as you're going along that, as you said earlier on, about um, having your own space at, at some point. So visualising, um, you know, what your space is going to 
going to look like. So yeah. it's something to work towards. Um, bearing in mind that you're still going to be going through a lot of a lot of um, trauma, um, but it's it's having having something to visualise to keep you going and motivated. I think to get through that process. Um, and just don't be hard on yourself. <laughs> just yeah, yeah like just take one day at a time. Um, be kind to yourself. That that's probably the biggest thing I think. Um, and have deadlines, obviously. Like um, at some point, yeah, you definitely have to have deadlines for things to be done and completed, so that that stress level is not um, exacerbated towards the end. You know, when you've really got to um, sort out everything you know, with the home. Yeah, I love that. So maybe it's in being kind, you know, but don't be hard on yourself and be kind to Mm. yourself. But then also creating these deadlines. There is certainly a tension there, isn't there? And in those those deadlines, they don't just have to be the big, ugly, you know, move out of the house on X date. You can really chunk it down into what's manageable. So what is it that I hope to achieve this week in the starting small? This week, we're going to go through the garage yes. or whatever right. you know the less yeah. sentimental things potentially and then we you mm. can work towards the the more yeah. so garage, emotionally so valuable garage, yes garages can be um quite an emotional um thing to go through it's quite a big right. process um so yeah. you would probably start with like a drawer you know like a, okay. a bedroom yeah or nice. a cupboard, something like that um so in my sort of work that I've done um, through energy and uh, colour consulting, um, the garage sort of represents um, more so the emotional part. So that's where most people will keep their emotion. So you'll find people when they can't deal with things, they'll put them into the garage. So I found, yeah, so some of my clients has been interesting where I've had a husband and wife where one of them wants to to move house but the other one doesn't. but sometimes people actually get body manifestation with that. So if we start, when we're starting to sort through those things, one of them might just disappear out of the room and um, wow. the, husband, the husband will say, where's my wife gone? And she's, she's actually on, the, on the, um, the bed feeling really ill. She's either got some chest pain or she's got um, stomach pain because of that stress of having to deal with this emotion and things that are actually in there. It's quite a, it's quite a strong powerful um area of the home (laughs) that's phenomenal so you think the garage should be one of the last places or would you suggest chunking it down and just doing you know a few hours at a time or how do you approach that knowing that it has to be done how would you how do you make that manageable yes that's right and you yeah I would say do it in small steps um because sometimes it takes a lot longer to work through those things that are in there because they could have been in there for a long time um, and there will be a lot of emotion come up with certain items that they've packed away and not wanted to think about, so they've just put them in the garage for later. Um, and and I suppose um, it and because you've got to be able to store things in there as well at some point mm-hmm. when you're moving house, so you do sort of have to start to, to work through that area, but I wouldn't be doing it um, like in a six-hour session or something like that. It'd be a three hours maybe or, you know. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I think that's so interesting that emotions are held in the garage. Thinking that's that level. through, I can imagine it's not just, like you say, you, you box things away and you think I'll deal with that another time. 
Um, even when it comes to something as simple as like as extravagant, if you like, as a stand-up paddle board, it's not about the board itself. It's about the adventures you imagined you were going to be having with the family on this board. So getting rid of that becomes, you know, kind of grieving the future that was associated or the imaginings that were associated with that item you know, whether it's rollerblades or kayaks, whatever it might be, that really speaks That's to me. Right. I completely understand. Mm. Jen, thank you so much. Um, how would people find you? How do people get to hear about your advice? How can they get in touch with you? Um, so they could probably just go to my website, website at love the way you you. Um, and I'm also on all the social platforms, um, Instagram yeah. and Facebook. Um, so they could get in touch via that through the contact page. Um, and I'm also happy to, I've got a, a free how to declutter your clothes in seven steps. Um, Excellent. Uh, yeah, so if they'd like to go to the website and grab that. Um, so you would go to the resources page and then the tips. And then you can actually just, you'll see it at the top. It'll have um, how to declutter your clothes in seven steps. And then they can just put their um, email address in and then it'll Great. download their email. So yeah. that's a little freebie for them to um, yeah. try out. With I'll put a link directly to that in the show notes. So yeah. I'll put a link to your website, to your um, free declutter clothes in seven steps um, <laughs> and to your Instagram so people can follow you and get some more fantastic advice. Lovely. Jen, thank, thank you, you so much. much. Well, thank you for I really appreciate your time. <laughs> yeah, it's been great. Thank you. It's been lovely. Thanks for um, having me on. My pleasure. Thanks for listening. I hope you took something of value out of this episode. I'm your host, Becca Maxwell, and you can find me on the web at dodivorceright.com or on Instagram at dodivorceright. I look forward to connecting with you there.